All right, today, top 24 mistakes using ozone in our reef tanks. There's lots of mistakes you can actually avoid by learning from all of ours. Starting with number one. Number one, missing the water clarity benefits and just how crystal clear ozone can make your water. Yeah, so a lot of us have seen what happens when you put activated carbon in as Ooh. it looks crystal clear, like the water, like the fish are just kind of floating in thin air. <laughs> uh, uh, it looks really good. The coloration looks great because mm -hmm. you're not having all those yellowing pigments wash out all of the brilliant color, mm -hmm. uh, which will actually like make that really cool blue look really drab with all of the yellow. Yeah. If you're wondering whether or not you have yellow water, just go look through the side pane of your tank through the most water without the lights on. It should look crystal clear. If it's yellow, then the water's dirty. So one of the cool things about the benefits of using ozone is carbon will kind of ebb and flow. Yeah. Like you'll get depleted, water gets yellow, then you like you use the carbon. Yep. With ozone, crystal clear, 24-7, all the time, all the time your water will look awesome. All right, number two, there's a bit of a theme in the next few here and it's missing the benefits. Yeah, so the number two mistake is missing the benefits of the PAR and the difference in PAR between crystal clear tank and one that's starting to yellow and it's about 30% difference in PAR. Yeah, the 30% is actually a real world number we took from here. Yeah. So we took some of the tanks uh, the, where the water had clearly yellowed a bit mm -hmm. and we measured the PAR before and after cleaning the water 30% different. Meaning not only are we wasting energy, but we're wasting the uh, light that we bought, but when we you know, allow the water to get yellow and then we fix it, 30% more energy. And unstable. then slowly less. Yeah. yeah. So it's creating a really unstable environment. On its own, probably not the biggest deal, but when you combine that with a couple other uh, dis uh, uh, lack of stability events in the tank, all of a sudden it accumulates to less uh, health and growth from the coral. So providing nice, stable concentration of light is what ozone actually does best rather than Ebernian flowing. All right, number three. This is actually a benefit I know that my wife would appreciate. As of the mistake is missing the benefit of the lack of odor when you run ozone, and that's a lot of those organics that create that dirty smell when you open up your fish room and stuff like that, uh, getting dissolved by, from the ozone in the process. So if it's not there, it doesn't smell. You know, some of us uh, really don't notice the smell from the aquarium anymore, like Probably. me, because I work in an environment with 80 million <laughs> aquariums, but my wife does. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, man, the basement stinks like fish. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I, you know, and she can actually tell. So I'll go change the carbon out, and then all of a sudden the problem goes away, yeah. right? There's no odor from the tank at all. Uh, but then the carbon gets depleted and, and I know when it's time to change the carbon because my wife tells me so. Uh, and, and so it's not that the house like stinks per se, right? but it is an aquarium, man, filled with organics and food and all kinds of other inputs in it. And it does have a odor mm -hmm. uh, ranging from, you know, subtle to maybe a lot uh, in some cases, but ozone will eliminate the odor that your uh, like tank uh, produces solves it all together. Number four, the benefits of ozone are mounting here. <laughs> so the mistake here is missing the chemical warfare benefits of ozone. So we've, we've seen corals sting each other. We've seen them kind of start growing into each other and they're battling. We've also seen like some of the mucousy layers or what happens when one coral stings each other. All of those chemicals, you know, if they're fighting around or stinging each other, starts to get into the water column, which can actually then stress out other corals or corals even further. 
Not with ozone. Yeah, it creates a concentrated amount of these irritants. Yeah. So if you'll notice a lot of times uh, in a natural reef, uh, A, there are little sweeper tentacles that will keep everybody away. Right. But also sometimes the coral itself just emits toxin mm. and it will keep everything, you know, largely about a half inch away from it. Right. Uh, and that's why they're not all growing on top of each other is they're able to defend their little piece of the reef. However, that is in an ocean environment that's like, you know, flushing all of that away. And yeah. in the reef tank, it just stays in Stagnant. There. Yeah, it just stays <laughs> in there. So carbon is one of those things actually that will remove uh, many of those uh, like toxic wharf or contaminants. Mm -hmm. But ozone will also just break them down. And so that you don't have the buildup of those things over time. All right, number five. But how does all this work? Now, so the mistake is missing how ozone works, and it all comes down to extra oxygen molecule binding to an organic and dissolving it. Yeah, oxidizing. Yeah. Uh, so basically, ozone is three molecules of uh, oxygen, and one of these babies desperately wants off, <laughs> right? It's a really unstable molecule, and it's just waiting to come con in contact with basically any organic uh, and just pop off and oxidize it. So it helps break down mm. all of these yellowing pigments, the odors, the undesirable organics, the toxins. Yep. And so what it's actually doing is changing its form and breaking it down so it's no longer a problem in the tank. Number six. This one is often overlooked or not understood. Yeah, so the mistake is missing the difference between ozone and we just said all these benefits you get from carbon as well. Uh, carbon uh, does it a little differently and it can degrade over time, get clogged and lose efficiency. So these things have a lot of crossover here. Yeah. Uh, and so carbon and ozone achieve basically the same thing. The carbon will adsorb it from the water, you know, soak it up, it essentially up. bind it to its surface with an electrical charge mm -hmm. and keep it, you throw the carbon in the trash, you remove these things. Yeah. Whereas the uh, ozone will actually break it down, you know, and in some theories are help, help the protein skimmer remove it mm -hmm. as well. But the net, net of it is the odors are gone, the water is crystal clear. So it achieves roughly the same thing. The difference here is carbon is not as good as of a stable tool because right. it will ebb and flow, mm -hmm. but man is it cheap and man does it uh, really easy to use. I can yes. use a bag of it, throw it in the sump somewhere in high flow, I can use a reactor. It's really, really easy. The risks of it are minimal. Uh, you know, carbon's really attractive for that reason. Yep. Whereas ozone, you know, does it stably, probably does it better, but has more work involved in the equipment to run it. Mm. Number seven, this is probably the biggest misconception about reefing and ozone. So the mistake is believing that the ozone will sterilize your tank uh, probably comes from the water treatment, municipal water treatment that uses ozone. Two different concentrations here. Yeah, so there are a lot of water applications where ozone will actually sterilize the water. Mm. However, it's in really high concentrations and it's usually in like a single pass through application uh, where it's passing through some. In an aquarium, to be able to get the like concentration you need to <laughs> sterilize it, it would be really, really high. And this is a closed loop application where you're processing the water. You'd probably kill everything in the entire tank oh, trying to get to the level where you'd sterilize. So it is not a application for sterilizing. Could it have some minute uh, amount of sterilizing benefit? Maybe, but I would not use it for that purpose because it won't work. 
Number eight, the primary way that people use ozone generators in a reef aquarium is often by sucking it into the skimmer where that reaction happens, but this is also a really moist area which reduces performance. So the mistake is not drying the air with a tool like this to, before it goes into your ozone generator, extend the, the life of the discharge unit inside and actually make more ozone if you were just not drying it. Yeah, so there's a little thing called a corona discharge unit inside here that produces all the ozone. Uh, lack of moisture will help make it last longer, but also it will produce a lot more ozone so you don't have to run it as hard or use multiple units. If you're drying it, usually one unit and almost every tank will actually be enough. Number nine, this one is pretty common, but I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, so the mistake is thinking that the ozone will raise the pH, but it's not affecting the CO2 in the aquarium whatsoever. I think it comes from the belief that if you add more oxygen to the tank, it will change the pH, which is nonsense. <laughs> uh, it will, no oxygen will have like no effect on the mm. uh, uh, pH of the tank. It's mostly about the level of carbon dioxide and the carbonic acid that creates. So the belief here is that it's actually going to add more oxygen to the tank because you got, you know, these three molecules of oxygen, mm. but the lifespan of that one that pops off is so short that uh, it doesn't do that either. So this is actually gonna have no effect on the pH, uh, carbonic acid, CO2, or oxygen. So I wouldn't buy it for that purpose. All right, number 10, one of the cool parts about the dry media is you can just recharge it by putting it in the oven. So uh, when you're gonna dry the air that goes into this, there is a media, but it's rechargeable, so you don't have to keep buying it. Yeah, so the mistake is missing one of these auto dryers, so you don't have to go through the media change and the drying process and all this other stuff. You can actually use a mechanism to dry the air, running heat through the machine that actually uh, gets the moisture out and dries the air before going into your ozone generator. Yeah, so the same people, the Ozotech uh, actually sells these. We have them available on the BRS site, but if you're gonna use the media, you can just put it in a you know, clean cookie tray and just cook it in the oven. You're gonna bake off all of it. Often you'll do a few uses at once so you don't have to keep doing this. Mm. But if you wanna avoid that altogether, there are these cool little uh, you know, Ozotech uh, units, one of which will actually just uh, periodically recharge a little cylinder of the media. Mm. And then while it's heating it up, divert air out uh, and take non-hot air. The other one actually switches back and forth. Ah. So it's always taking dry air at all times. Now that one is of course a little bit more expensive, but there are solutions so you never have to touch the media ever. Number 11, another common belief. Yeah, the mistake is believing that it will increase skimming production or performance from your skimmer. Yeah, so in theory, if you add this thing on to your skimmer, uh, it will actually produce more skimming and perform better. My experience has actually been the opposite. Ah. Uh, it shuts it down. So, you know, it's really about, you know, finding the right amount uh, of ozone that will actually increase performance. And the reason for that is what it does by oxidizing is it changes the like uh, electrical charge, right? And so if we change everything in there to a negative mm. charge, all of a sudden nothing really wants to bind to the water or collect together inside of a molecule that's easy to remove. So it's about adding a little bit, but not too much. In my experience, uh, I really haven't seen skimmate performance increase. Sometimes it actually decreases and really it's gonna be up to tuning it to get the best performance. 
Number 12, that's why I really think about this. Yes, the mistake is using ozone and the ozone generator in your main skimmer. And actually you could just get away with, uh, get a little smaller skimmer for this purpose specifically, and now you're not affecting your main skimmer. Yeah, so, you know, it's really obviously desirable to use less equipment and then just plug it in your main skimmer. But if you plug it in your main skimmer and then you find that you're getting less skimmate performance, well, Huh, I've actually decreased, <laughs> you know, the thing that I bought it for to begin with. So uh, that may not be the case, but if you find out it is, you can actually just go buy the cheapest skimmer you can find. Little tiny guy. And set it up not to actually collect anything, and it's only there to introduce uh, ozone and oxidize contaminants in the tank. And when you bought it as a skimmer, you're using it more intelligently than that. Number 13, it's time to get a little bit nerdy. So the mistake here is not using a tool intended for this purpose, the ozone reactor, and Vast Marine makes some really good ones. Yeah, there's a couple different designs of ozone reactors, mm -hmm. but you know, instead of whisking uh, like all the air and ozone together with uh, the water like you would yeah. in a skimmer, there's actually other ways to incorporate it. Uh, I've seen a few different ones, but they're often trickling down some yeah. type of media. So bio whether that be like bio-bale, yep. bio-balls, and some of the best ones actually do it pressurized. Mm. So that they'll have a little tube on it where you run an air uh, pump and it will pressurize it to like force. two or three PSI. And so as that water's trickling over that thin surface, it actually forces it essentially into the water yep. and helps oxidize. So ozone reactor, probably the ideal way to incorporate there just really aren't that many of them on the market. And so, and sometimes they're kind of hard to find. <laughs> but a uh, ozone reactor, probably better than a skimmer. Item number 14, there's a knob here. Yeah, so the mistake is not tuning it using that knob. More ozone, less ozone. You kind of hit this a little earlier with uh, not necessarily more is better. Yeah. So a lot of times people will just set it up on an ORP reactor yep. and, uh, or controller yep. rather, and it'll just turn it on and off based on the ORP. But there's a knob here, you can actually, you know, like actually add a level of redundancy to it as right. well. So, you know, if I can just kind of tune it down until the controller no longer keeps up with it, I might find that's 50%. So I'll send it at like 55. And now even if the controller were to get broken in some manner, just the normal amount that it's producing is like a, a redundancy factor. So mm. yeah, uh, use a knob on it if I have them. And for that reason, I actually would prefer to use one of these. One of the other benefits actually yeah. is if I set it at 55, it's oxidizing all the time. Yeah, right. right. All the, well, it's letting out ozone all the time. If I set it up at 100%, it'll start to do it Off, in bursts. On. You Off, know? On. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, for me, I think you're just going to get better results by having it run 24/7 or close to, rather than bursts on and off. Number 15, safety stuff. Yeah. It's not about the smell, but don't make the mistake of not running carbon on your skimmer lid. The skimmer has one way to put air in and ozone in, one way to put ozone and air, and air out, which is out the top of the lid. So it's not for the organic nasty poo smell, it's for that ozone coming back out into your room. Yeah, and so ozone isn't really good to breathe at a higher concentration. So uh, one of the best solutions actually is to put like some carbon on the top of your skimmer. So the air that passes through there and ozone is one of those things you can usually smell uh, to the fresh point. rain. Yeah. yeah. It smells like lightning mm -hmm. or fresh rain. 
Uh, it smells like a beautiful storm in, in your house, <laughs> in fact. So uh, there are test kits out there for ozone as well if you wanted to use one. I think even test strips or something like that. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, if you just put a bag of carbon on there, it will eliminate it. In fact, a lot of people might uh, have a reference for ozone. If you've mm. been to like you know some of those cool little gadget stops that are filled with air filters out front, that oh, it, yeah. it smells like yeah. uh, lightning in there. It's actually just ozone because it's a really common thing to use in air filtration mm -hmm. for home environments as well. Or if your filter has like a little ion button on it. Yeah. So it's not that this is uh, going to kill you in three seconds because uh, they use it commonly in home environments. It's just about not having excess amounts of it. And one of the easiest ways to do that is use carbon on the lid. In fact, if you could DIY a little like a uh, scoop that goes on the top of it, even just using some PVC pipe or anything, right. it's a great way to add some carbon to the top and remove the ozone going into the air. All right, number 16. The ozone comes out the other end as well. Yeah, so the skimmer has a drain, so don't make the mistake of not considering putting a bag of carbon or some carbon at the skimmer output where the water comes out uh, to grab that excess ozone that's also coming out the bottom side. So open and honest, it's been my experience that wet carbon doesn't actually produce or perform that well at removing ozone. Yeah. And I say that because I've had designs where the carbon on the top of the skimmer lid or reactor got wet and once it got wet, you can smell the lightning come through it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, anecdotally, I'm not really sure how well it works when you put it under the water as well. But I'll tell you, anybody who's talking about safety for the tank will always tell you, use some carbon on the output of the skimmer or a reactor to help remove that ozone. Because we don't really want a ton of ozone per se in the tank. What we're looking for is a reaction chamber where we can mm. oxidize uh, the uh, organics and not release tons of it into the water. Number 17, I just stole the thunder. Yeah, so uh, the mistake is missing that carbon does not work well when wet on air. So um, if you're going to develop this skimmer lid type uh, contraption, find a way to make it as watertight or as, uh, less amount of water getting up through it. Um, ozone reactors, another great benefit of them. Some of them have carbon included and they've already thought about this for you. So we found that actually we made it like a standpipe. And mm. so what we did is take the air and the water and go into a big tube and uh, half of it would go through carbon down the bottom and the air would go at the top and yeah. we're separating it out. But we found that that super moist air would actually get and wick all of that carbon to get wet. And as soon as it's wet, it no longer pulled it out of the air. So, you know, when you're uh, designing your system, make sure that the carbon doesn't get like actually wet and if you're smelling the ozone in your air, check it and see if it is wet and then solve for that as well. All right, number 18, almost no one would do this. Yeah, so the mistake is running ozone without ORP control. You can get a standalone unit like this one from Milwaukee. You can add it to your aquarium controller, but adding this redundancy for protection of overrunning ozone and also controlling the amount of ozone so it's doing its job properly, all reasons why you should run it with an ORP controller. So ORP is oxidation reduction potential, mm. which is like a, essentially a balance of organics to oxidants in the water. Yeah. And with ozone and the, that little oxidant wants to pop off the oxidant or the O3 here, it wants to pop off. You're creating those oxidants in the ORP balance, yeah. right? So what will happen is you add more and more of those oxidants with the ozone, the ORP will rise. Mm. And at some point, we got too many oxidants that would be toxic to uh, everything in the tank. So we want to scale it back down. And so we 
use the ORP controller to turn this piece of machine on and off and prevent the buildup of oxidants unnecessary. So ORP control is what somebody would use. I don't know anybody who's ever set up uh, <laughs> ozone on their tank that doesn't use ORP control. In fact, it's probably the primary purpose of even having right. that probe in the tank. All right, number 19, depending on where this is in your house, uh, I might consider it. Yeah, so don't make the mistake of overlooking an uh, ozone monitor, an ozone alarm. Uh, you can get these at the hardware store, but if there is a disconnection or something malfunctioned or the ozone just won't shut off, you have an audible or visual alarm that says there's too much ozone around. That's kind of like a CO2 alarm. Mm. To be honest, you'll probably smell it again uh, before anything, but uh, you know, if you really, really want to make sure that you're using it as safe as possible, an ozone alarm is probably the most definitive way to know that for sure. Number 20, the first time I used ozone, I cheaped out <laughs> and I used these and it was total failure. Don't do this. Yeah, the mistake is using normal airline fittings for your ozone. Ozone will break down certain plastics, specifically ones that are not Kynar or ozone rated. So make sure you find those fittings and use them. So what they do actually, so I cheaped out and I figured uh, plastic's plastic, right? Yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> uh, and uh, what would happen is all the fittings I had used would turn to goo. Ooh. I mean, they were like, it took this really hard, you know, our airline fitting and it would turn it into, uh, not goo, like Gumby. Like soft, Yeah, it was all pliable. squishy and pliable, yeah. like almost like <laughs> soft airline tubing it turned yeah. it into. Uh, it was the weirdest thing. Uh, so you cannot use this. It will happen really, really fast. And uh, what you're looking for, we use Kynar fittings, which are designed for ozone and mm -hmm. hold their shape and stand up to that oxidation. So use the right fitting for the right job here because you will regret it if you don't. Number 21 also applies to the tubing. Yes, so don't make the mistake of not using ozone-safe tubing or just actually using any old tubing. We use Flexiline, which is rated for ozone. Yeah, so Flexiline tubing, just like the Kynar, use the right tool for the right job. Number 22, you'll regret this down the line uh, if you don't do this. Yeah, don't make the mistake of buying an ozone generator that doesn't have replaceable parts, specifically the Corona Discharge that you can swap out for a new one. If you're stuck with uh, one that can't be replaced, you're replacing the whole unit. Yeah, often they'll come with like the ozone unit, the ORP controller and everything in there and it might seem like a really great deal. Yeah. But now when one thing breaks, the whole thing broke. Mm. Uh, and there's no longer a great deal. <laughs> uh, also, they tend to be, you know, kind of the cheaper end of things. So uh, if you get something like the uh, Poseidon here from Ozotech, the Corona discharge unit is actually replaceable. It's like two screen, uh, screws and like a little plug. You plug it in, anybody could do it. Mm -hmm. And instead of the whole thing getting worn out, now you just replace this one little piece and you're back in business. All right, number 23, some things are made for this. Yeah, so don't overlook the skimmers that are ozone ready and uh, they'll either say it on the packaging or in the description, but a lot of times it has a volute that has a a place for the airline tubing for its skimmer, and then this little other tiny little knob for ozone to get plugged in too. They're ready to go for ozone. A Couple of different things you're gonna get with a ozone, or at least a good ozone uh, ready skimmer is again, there will be two knobs. Yep. Uh, and there one will be the normal volute for your air that goes up to the silencer, mm -hmm. but that second one. So you don't have to funnel all of the air through the uh, yeah. Poseidon here which means you're not gonna burn through as much of the media or actually have to recharge it as often. Uh, also, it allows you to fine tune the mixture yeah. a, a little easier. Yeah. Uh, but 
just like the other things we mentioned, it also means that all the parts that are between where you connect it all the way down into the impeller and the pump, all, zone, all ozone ready. Yeah. So if you're gonna use one of these things, look for ozone ready on there, otherwise the plastic may turn into Gumby. Uh, <laughs> or uh, also look for the two ports because it'll operate much better. Our number 24, my favorite part, you know the deal. Uh, if you're subscribed, you just got a discount actually for the next seven days on uh, a lot of the ozone equipment that we sell here. And uh, you can check it out in the community tab. So subscribe because you will just get these notifications automatically to your phone. <laughs> uh, but if you want to learn more about all this stuff, you can find it over on the BRS site right here.